True Face Podcast. Welcome. All four of us here. Hey, Dad. You just got back, though. I did. Just got back from North Carolina. North Carolina. College with our dear friends, the Mowers. It was wonderful. Great time. Oh, that's excellent. Great time. Good. So, Paul and Joellen at Montreat College. Paul yes. leading that college. Yes. And who were you with there? Uh, with their faculty. All of their faculty spent a day. We did the um, did several things, but the whole afternoon we spent on facing their expectations of each other. Wow. The deans, the faculty, and Paul. That's and, great. And it was like a gift to them. A, yes. a huge gift, not a little gift. It was amazing. Because one of the things we're teaching when we do that process is people in process need voice. And many in that room had never, ever spoken into with the president what their expectations were. It was beautiful. That, and that is so true of many, many universities where you have these departments that become special interest groups. Absolutely. And then you have the administration separated from the faculty and separated from the staff. And to be able to process like yeah. that, well. expectations gives voice, like you say. Yeah, it's just, it says something so unit. well about Paul's leadership. Yes. That he's willing to do that. Oh, just yeah. It's kind takes of like a little segue into our passage today. Exactly. Absolutely. A takes new relational theology that Jesus is introducing. Really, John, look at you. Really is. Ooh, I, John. Make, yes, making application and everything. Yeah. Like the continuity. I'm going to preach it. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Where are we, David? John 15, uh, and we are in verse 12. And it says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Mm-hmm. What a tremendous teaching on friendship Amen. and on the relationship with Jesus. Amen. Let's Amen. talk about that uh, that key verse in there. Um, my commandment is this, to love one another yes. just as I've loved you. Yeah. What is that? What that we talked about that when we were in chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. Yes. And it's the distinction in the theology of Jesus in relationship to who we are. It's it's this reality that our sin is not the key determiner of the significance of who we are, mm. but our love. Mm. And and the love that we experience is his love in us, but we're to love one another with that same kind of love. Mm. It's like a story in the Bible that most Christians never learn. It's, it's like a mystery. Mm. We, we've got so much emphasis on our behavior that we don't pause to ponder. What does it mean to love one another? Whoa, and then can I do that? Jesus says, yes, this is my commandment, and it's one I know you can do. Yes, because we've got a new heart now that for Amen. the first time a command won't make us rebel. Exactly. It won't make us run. It exactly. won't. It won't... Uh, inflame our flesh instead for the first time we actually know we can live this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting also the great proof 
of our spiritual maturity is our love for one another. There's a zillions of schools of theology where this great relationship with God is the goal, which is, of course, a phenomenal thing. But the fruit of that is how we treat each other. Amen. Well said. And the evidence is, is in this love that we have uh, with the Father, with Jesus, with the Spirit. That's where the evidence is uh, when we're trying to aspire to this relationship with God. Uh, it's, it's not in how little we sin, as we've said so many times. I think it's interesting. It says, I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that it will abide. And then these things I command you, he says in verse 17, it's like it is that he's saying, I'm going to make you unbelievably significant. I'm going to give you destiny. And now I command you to go live into something really beautiful that you had no business being in until I gave you that. And it's like, well, I can't. Yeah, now you command me. Like, thank you for giving me everything I ever wanted. Command me now to go do it. Yeah, Give me another piece of cheesecake. I'll, yeah. I'll do what you say. Yeah. Um, so this this verse right in here that comes after um, 12 and 13. You are my friends if you do what I command you. It sounds a little iffy right there yeah. right in the middle of this section. It, it, it's so interesting that Bible teachers, preachers, whoever have an agenda will take this totally out of context and say... Now remember, you you tell the lion, you you obey some commands if you want to be my friend. In fact, the level to which you obey some commands uh, will be the proof of what kind of friend you are. And we'll decide if if we get to be friends based on how many commands you keep. And of course, that's not at all what's being taught here. And the command that he's giving is not 57 different commands that you have to guess at. It's one. It's not even a command. It's who you now are. And, and that statement of, if you do what I ask, you'll be my friend. Um, way back here in a chapter before, in 1415, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And the tense and the, the verb, the way it is, it, the way it's a conditional third class, says, if you love me, literally, because you love me, yes. you will find yourself keeping my commandments. And so this... Even here in this verse, it's such a beautiful statement of you are going to love one another and it's going to prove to the world you're my friends. Amen. Amen. You know, as we uh, think about even in that first part of that verse, Jesus, uh, we're calling this the theology of Jesus. Now, Jesus is introducing a whole new theology of friendship that they had never experienced or expected. And again, it's like you were just saying about the latter part of the verse. This first part is often misunderstood. Jesus is literally saying to them, because of the work I'm doing in you, our relationship will be the relationship of friendship. Mm. It will not be the relationship of lordship. Mm. Mm. Boy, back in the 70s, oh my gosh, there was like an army of people fighting for the lordship of Jesus. 70s, still. But I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, it was yeah. it was like, it, you've got to get people under the lordship of Jesus, and Jesus is going, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I'd actually like to get them into a friendship with me. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm going to continue with that theme next week. Right. Because that is a powerful application of our relationship to the Father and each other, this friendship issue. Yeah, so next I, week, I, I let's I want to finish with that. that. 
He is Lord. You don't he make him does. Lord. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, we'll see you next week.